Welcome to the show, everyone. We are here for another fantastic week of podcasting. And this week, we have a special interview with our very own Brian Grimm. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe. He's kind of a big deal around these parts. Especially in this room. Especially in this room. Yeah. Brian, why are we here? We are here today to find out what happens if you flush your toilet. And how do you have a special connection to what goes down the drain? Because your shit comes across my desk every day. <laughs> is that figuratively or literally? That is quite literally. I um, it, Well, it's not a desk, I suppose. But no, I got a new job at uh-huh. the city of Clarkston Wastewater. Congratulations, of course. Treatment plant. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got a new job. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. What do you think if if you someone says, "Hey, oh, I work at a wastewater treatment plant." What are your first thoughts? Well, I suppose I always think about externalities of production. So, like, I always think about like the paper mill or the bullet factories. You know, that's that's kind of what my mind goes to. But in this case, we're talking about doo doo, mm-hmm. and also you guessed it, pee pee. Yeah, and now, other things. Drew, there is a similarity in our jobs. Okay. Yeah. Um, we both deal with brown trout. Mm, okay. Yeah. Fly fish joke. But Yeah. I'll cut that out. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I do. So, yes, your thoughts. What would you think it'd be like to work where I work? Um, I don't really know. I don't know sort of anything about it. Um, but luckily for us you're going to illuminate us on exactly what goes into that i guess i would just imagine there's a a large series of tubes and uh filters and basins and uh places to spit out things you're not wrong i think that's uh that about wraps it up i suppose Mm. um no it's you're not wrong um i would just like to say uh and maybe this didn't come across your your uh, mind which is good I assume people think it smells really bad. Mm-hmm. And while it can smell really bad, and while I have smelled really rotten smells, it's usually when something goes wrong, mm-hmm. right? So if everything's working correctly, it really doesn't smell bad. It doesn't smell, you know, like roses mm-hmm. or your other favorite flower, but it doesn't smell too bad most of the time. Okay. And very rarely do I have to touch stuff with poop on it. Right. It happens. Which is nice. It happens. We have gloves. Mm-hmm. Hazmat suits. Uh, we, body condoms. Uh, you, Speaking of condoms, everybody, I'm so glad you all are safe. Um, <laughs> but they don't go down the toilet. <laughs> Throw them in your garbage. Yeah. Because if you don't, we end up having to take them to the dump ourselves or you might uh find that one of those condoms fills up with water and busts a uh, a line and uh then you got to go fix it shout out to my cousin that happened to him oh in the house yeah yeah i was gonna say once it makes it to the sewer line that'd have to be like a heavy duty condom <laughs> um yeah. no so i suppose that takes us to to the first step in the treatment process. Yeah, walk us through it. So everything goes everything down into is the leaving, sewer. Everything's leaving my house. It's yeah. going to the sewer. That's what happens. Now where's it going? All right. So in Clarkston, most everything is gravity fed. So the treatment plant is at the very end of 13th Street. Right? It's at a very low point uh, right by the port. 
the shit runs down the hill. You know what? That is a true statement. <laughs> a lot of it is gravity fed. And, you know, so everything that's coming down is anything coming down your kitchen sink drains. Um, basically, I guess any, everything that comes in your bath water. It's just any and all gray water. Yeah. And, and, and black water, too, I suppose. And black water. Oh, black water. <laughs> keep on rolling. Uh, so, yeah, everything mostly runs downhill. There are a couple areas. There's two areas that actually have what are called lift stations. Mm -hmm. So if you live, um, one of them's down around 7th Street in Clarkston. And if, and if you kind of live down a little hill, mm -hmm. your water needs to get pumped up to where it can be gravity fed. And so there's little pumps that sit there and they fill up and there's level sensors and it turns the pumps on and off and it pumps the water up and then it flows all the way downhill. So it goes down your drain into our sewer system. And that's really cool because part of the job is the sewer system will get plugged up with roots sometimes. And so we got to go through and cut those roots. Mm -hmm. We get to take this really cool camera. It's like a it's like a little car. It's got wheel, four wheels. And it's a camera, and on the front, it's got a big light, and it rotates. And one of the things we use the camera for is to go through and look at roots and find them. Like if we've got a blockage somewhere, and we can then go through with another truck, and it's got a big cutting mechanism on the end and cuts those roots. So once you find a root restriction with that little vehicle. Does it stay kind of nearby so you can continue to view what you're cutting once you get to the root restriction? No, because it'd be hard to get two things down there. So right. if you the the sewer system, I think it's like eight inch pipes. So you just they're kinda, not very big. You're, in you're just getting to the root restriction with the other tool, and then you just kind of guess like this is where I'm at, and then start running it to to get that blockage well, out. And it's more of a guess because it, it counts the feet. So mm -hmm. you've got the series of manholes mm -hmm. in the roads, and we know the distance from each manhole to the next, mm -hmm. and it's got a little counter mechanism. So while you're videoing it, it's it, you have a joystick, you have a computer and a joystick, and you're literally like it's like a computer game, driving the pipes. That sounds like a good idea for a new Instagram account. I've actually, <laughs> yeah, I've thought about it. I've, I'm seriously, I'm thinking about asking my boss if I can start one for That'd the treatment cool. plant. Um, so another thing we'd use is if it, we it, if uh, let's see, one of the trucks. It's a big water truck. Mm -hmm. It can be used as a vacuum truck, and it also pushes water out. So it's got giant tanks on it. It's got this big old hose reel on the front, and that's for the event of a blockage. That is for the event of a blockage, and more so what we use it more for is it has a water nozzle on the end, which mm -hmm. shoots out like 40 gallons, 50 gallons a minute, wow. and it's got some on the back that'll propel it forward, mm -hmm. and it's got a spinning nozzle on the front that cleans the lines, so it's called hydro flushing. Mm -hmm. And so that we have a guy that's our main hydro flusher guy, and he takes it out almost every day throughout the year, and really? he goes and he cleans all the all the sewer pipes oh wow yeah so we keep them clean we keep everything flowing and that's where we'll notice the problems either he can't get that hydro flusher thing through the nozzle on the front or he'll look down a manhole because you gotta lift up the manholes to do it and there'll be a bunch of rocks and we know that there's a problem somewhere and then we'll bring the camera out and go try to find that problem gotcha right so under normal circumstances there's no root restrictions i'm evacuating and leaving behind from my home <laughs> where does it go it goes into the sewer and now it's it's headed down 13th and it ends up at it ends up at the treatment plant in a place what we call 
the head work. So this is your primary treatment. This is the first thing that happens is it's the head works. It's the influent of the plant is another way to put it. Mm-hmm. And we get all of city of Clarkston's flow and we also get PUD's flow. Oh, really? Yeah. So PUD does everything like in the heights mm-hmm. and they'll take care of all those sewer lines and keep everything running correctly. And then it all comes in to the head works, we call them. So is there like a certain metric uh, for how much comes in on average per day? Oh, yeah. Have any of that kind 780,000 of gallons a day. Wow. That's a very small plant. I'm not good at math, but uh, that's a lot per year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, each and every day. I mean, it ranges between uh, maybe on the low end, 76 or 760, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll go all the way up to maybe 820,000. So it varies between there, but pretty much every day you'll see about 780,000. Yeah. That's wild. 760, something like that. That's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of water. It's a lot of poop. It is. Another PSA, flushable wipes are not flushable. Mm. And I'll tell you how in a minute, but we take them out. We separate them from everything else. It gets compacted and we take it to the dump. It's, they're not, they don't decompose. We get a lot of cigarette butts. We get a lot of condoms. We get a lot of flushable wipes. Q-tips? Yeah, some Q-tips, a lot of tampons. Don't Mm. flush your tampons. We get a lot of those too. Um, Now, and I don't ever have to touch these things, or it would be very rare that I have to touch these things because we have this really cool thing called a – it's called a bar screen. Mm -hmm. And this bar screen has these lamelles, so it's basically – it's probably two feet wide, and it's probably got, I want to say, 20 to 30. They're, it's just these thin metal kind It's of a big colander things, for the poop. Pretty much. But it's these thin metal hooks, and they sit in between each other, mm-hmm. and one set stays stationary, and the other set rotates up, and so ah. it'll kind of lift it to the next, and it just lifts everything up and up and up and up, gotcha. and it finally drops down into a trough. So... Mm-hmm. The other day, actually, I took one of the panels off to see if it needed cleaned. It was very clean. I just cleaned it in September, I think. And that's kind of gross because you take a pressure washer out there and you spray it off with the pressure washer. And I wore coveralls and a face mm. mask screen kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, <laughs> that's not one of the better jobs, but it's only something that has to be done. Every so often. Every so often. So yeah. it's not something you do every day. So is that the next phase that we're going to reach? Is it going to go kind of that to that area after it, it reaches that first initial stage? Well, that is the first initial stage. Oh, that's just a component of Okay. Yeah, that's you. that's totally it. So it goes all the way up these things, and you open up the back, and you see uh, turds, mm-hmm. and you see condoms and tampons <laughs> and cigarette butts and all this other stuff. Chew pouches. Probably. <laughs> and... Um, I found a uh, found a Hot Wheel car in there mm. one time. That was kind of cool. Nice. Didn't keep it. Uh, <laughs> crossed my mind, but I didn't keep it. <laughs> uh, so once it goes up, it dumps out into this trough. It's got this big screw, mm-hmm. and it pushes it all towards this long tube that goes up and has a chute at the end of it, and it falls into a dumpster. So what's cool is, like I said, there's turds in it, but your turds are the food for the bacteria that end up eating and breaking everything down later and we'll get to that so what happens is as it's going through the screw press and and getting ready to go through the chute you've got water coming in and it'll spray it'll um, dissolve all the turds and we'll call them organic matter from now on (laughs) 
it sprays off all the organic matter and it uh, separates that from mostly flushable wipes and all the other stuff that I've mentioned. So, so what do you the do plugs with... that fall out of that thing, they're really clean. They're yeah. not poopy. They're they're really clean. Mm-hmm. And then those all fall into a dumpster and we'll take that to the dump usually once a week. So that's all the stuff that's not organic, is that what you're saying? Yeah, all the, okay. all the all the non-organic matter. Mm-hmm. Cigarette butts, etc. Okay, so that's phase one. Now yeah. where do we go? So anything that makes it through the bar screen, mm-hmm. mostly liquid, it's going to go through the bar screens, and it goes to these pumps. And then this includes all the organic matter that's washed down on the trough. Mm-hmm. It all goes down to these pumps, and then it goes over to something called a grit classifier. And this is kind of cool, too. So it all gets pumped up to the top of this thing, and it's this big cyclone. You can't really see it because it's surrounded in the concrete housing, but it's this big cyclone-looking thing, uh, cone. The cyclone part comes from it's got paddles in it that spins the water and makes a cyclone. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it drops all the heavy stuff, any pebbles or sand, um, a lot of corn and peas. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of corn and peas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it takes those all to the bottom. Those all go to another pump, which puts it in another dumpster, which we also take to the dump when we when we do our dump run. So that gets rid of a lot of the sand and rocks and, and other stuff that can do harm to pumps and, and things down the, down the road. Mm-hmm. So after it goes through the grit classifier, gets all your grit out and your corn and peas, um, <laughs> it goes through one tank called an anoxic zone and so this is a big series of they're called uh, big series of basins it's a big rectangle it's got uh four square sections and each there's a dividing line down the middle and each side's got four square sections and as it's flowing through there what we're doing is getting rid of um we're changing nitrates and nitrites there's a special bacteria in there that changes those to nitrogen gas. And so that is a nitrate and nitrite removal step. It goes from there to what's called an aeration basin. So there's no air added. Uh, the bacteria that do this like very low dissolved oxygen concentrations. And so there's just mixers on the bottom that keep everything well mixed. Mm. Hey everyone, just wanted to take a quick break to tell you about our new Patreon account. That's right, OSP fans, you can now directly help us fund this show and get access to exclusive content. For more information and to learn how you can support the show, head to patreon.com slash Podcast. Now back to the show. It goes from there to the aeration basin, and there we do have... Uh, air diffusers, so we've got tons of air blowing through and it bubbles up and that's what keeps it mixed in those basins because the bacteria there, they, they, they nitrify. Mm -hmm. So they're taking the ammonia from your pee and whatever else and they're turning that into nitrates and nitrites. And if you're paying attention, you'll say, wait a minute, why do you have it going from nitrates and nitrites to nitrogen gas and then from ammonia to nitrates and nitrites and the reason is there's another pump that puts about 30 percent of what's coming out of there back into the anoxic zone so it's kind of like a little circle and so that's where a lot of it's kind of a, a circle and you'll get rid of a lot of your you go from ammonia nitrates to nitrogen gas 
using that whole mixture. Interesting. Yeah. So what what is happening to all of the water that we flush in this case that ends up in the sewer? So we're keeping it. Mm-hmm. It goes through the system. So so that water is used to kind of move things along as well in, in the process? Absolutely. Does it get recirculated? Some of it gets recirculated. Like I said, that one step where it's pushing 30% of what's leaving that the aeration basin back to the anoxic zone, there's a little recirculation process there. And the rest of it that comes out of that anoxic zone. So the anoxic zone, you have a bacteria in there. They're taking the food that they get from the organic matter, and they're using that to grow, grow, reproduce, eat. So that's the first stage of your poop getting eaten, mm-hmm. and it's getting turned into just back. It's bacteria food. So the bacteria eat and grow and die and reproduce and grow and die, and it's just all through there. Gotcha. Same thing with the aeration basin, which is where most of it happens, and that's another couple types of bacteria in there working and eating and breaking down all that organic matter. So are these the same types of bacteria that you would find in like an outhouse that you add wood chips to and that kind of thing? Yeah, they are going to be fairly similar. Mm, okay. Yeah. So is that something you guys have to replenish often or does it kind of always keep its own healthy population? It keeps it going. Your food or the food it gets, you know, your waste <laughs> is it's Your food. organic matter. Your organic matter. Yeah, it's, it's kind of self-sustaining. Okay. As long as it gets food, it can reproduce. Okay. And then we're getting lots of bugs going on and... So we're pretty filtered down at this point. They've kind of gone through select sizes of different organic matter that's left. Now what? Well, if you go to that aeration basin, which we do, and you take a sample out of it, and we have this big, it's like a one liter, like a cylinder mm-hmm. uh, lab equipment. It's, it has gradations mm-hmm. all the way up. And you take that back to the lab. What we'll do is we'll kind of stir it up. And you'll see how fast all those solids settle to the bottom. So it's kind of this brown soupy mess. And then you'll see in the lab that it'll settle out pretty good and you'll have a somewhat clear um, section on the top and all your solids at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so it goes from the aeration basin to two clarifiers is what they're called. And basically those are giant there. I think I might have shown you a picture of it once. They're about 18 feet deep and 60 feet across. Right, right. And so from there, all the solids start settling to the bottom, and all the liquids, as they come in, there's they flow off the top, and those go to be filtered or sanitized with UV sanitation and then out into the river. Mm-hmm. And all the solids float into the bottom. Those are removed with other pumps, and they go to our uh, sludge-holding tanks to, for further processing on those. Gotcha. Yeah. So is that kind of the final step, or is there still more afterwards? That's almost the final step. It's the final step for the liquids. Okay. So all the liquids come off the top. It's fairly clean at that point. I mean, it's still full of bacteria and fecal coliforms and stuff like that. So all the liquids will flow through. We've got these two trains of UV sanitizers, mm-hmm. and it's basically... There's this ballast which holds, I want to say, like six or so UV lights. Mm -hmm. And each ballast has three, and it runs them through two sections, and each section's got two of those. Mm -hmm. So it goes through these UV lights, and it just kills 
it kills all the stuff, keeps them from reproducing. So we'll take uh, samples of our effluent at this point, uh, what's going to the river, and we'll run and tests on it to see how much bacteria is still in there to meet limits that we have on how much you know fecal fecal matter we can still run into the river and which our, i would wager is a really 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 small number right it is and even though it's a small number we're always i think we're like six times below our limit generally hmm. so we do a really good job of putting clean water back into the river right because you you said i think in conversations we've had before privately that the the water that comes out is cleaner than the water that hits the river, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't... Could you drink it? You probably wouldn't want to drink it. You could drink it. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, there's... <laughs> there's some... Uh, not a lot. Might have a little twang. <clears throat> yeah. There's a little <laughs> bit of algae and stuff that grows uh, in there, and there's uh, little worms called nematodes that... Oh, wow. They're just kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um little shelled creatures that are about the size of the head of a pin and hmm. and stuff. So uh, y- if you got it and you looked at it, I mean, if you drank it, you'd probably be okay. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't recommend it. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but it is clean. It's very clean. We do a really good job. Uh, so that's it for the liquids part. So like you were saying, what happens to all the liquids? Well, they mm-hmm. end up going into the river. Okay. Yeah. So... As far as the solids, though, there's a whole nother step. So after all the solids settled to the bottom of this clarifier, they're pumped out into another tank, and it holds on to those until we're ready to uh, dewater it is kind of what it's called. So the first step in our dewatering process is it goes through this big gravity belt thickener. And I know I've shown you a picture of that. Mm-hmm. And it's this big conveyor belt with uh, some kind of sections on the top that will break it up and kind of smush it and it goes over this conveyor belt and we inject a polymer into where it goes to the front of the belt and it helps everything uh, stick together and release more water and so by the time it gets out of that it's probably four percent solids which is a lot thicker it looks like mud you'd make really good mud pies (laughs) that's kind of the consistency of that Really good mud pies. Mm. Uh, so then all the water that comes out of that step, it just goes back to the head of the plant, and it goes through the whole system again. Gotcha. Yeah. And then those solids are moved over to another section of a solids holding, holding tank. And then the last step for the solids is it goes through something called a screw press. And we have two of them, and they're really big... Ah. It's got another screw mechanism in it, and it compacts it as it goes through because mm-hmm. the screws get smaller and smaller, or closer together, I mean. And as it does this, it kind of comes out like a colander mm-hmm. type thing, and it not a lot actually comes out of it, but a lot of the liquids do. And then from there, it's probably 16 to 18% solids, which are like um, like a pretty, pretty solid cow pie. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You're like, pretty solid cow pie. Uh, maybe a little bit more dry than that. A lot of pies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I'm at work, all I think about is food. Um, <laughs> so at that point, it flows through and it goes up in conveyor belt and it drops into a big uh, dump truck 
and we take it to Clearwater. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, dump truck. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and we'll take it to Clearwater Composting. And again, and all, the water interesting. That, all the I, water that comes out of that goes to the back of the head of the plant. Okay. And and I was really thrown for a loop by what you're about to say next because I never would have expected where that poop goes, finally. Yeah, it goes to Clearwater Composting. Um, there are regulations in, in place for composting waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take it there. Lewiston takes theirs there. Mm-hmm. And... When we go, they put out a pad of fairly well composted stuff and then a lot of what looks like grass clippings Mm -hmm. down and then we'll dump on top of that and it all gets mixed in and put in piles. Now these piles have to reach a certain temperature for a certain amount of time. I want to say it's like 180 degrees. I could be wrong on that. And it's got to stay at that temperature and kill the rest of those harmful microbes. Mm -hmm. And it gets turned into uh, usually agricultural fertilizer. Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was just really surprised to learn that. I, I purchased some of said fertilizer and uh, laid it down on my yard when I was putting in grass seed and uh, was horrified to learn that now, <laughs> that's I don't what know. that was made up because I walked around barefoot many times. <laughs> now, I don't know if that compost is the same. It did have some of our, you know, solids in it biosolids is what uh, they call it at that point i i did not examine it closely enough to to see any biosolids well but you wouldn't there's it's just black <clears throat> at that point you, it just looks like like black like uh mud or dirt i mean it was just composty looking you know and i yeah. just i just assumed i always assumed that it was just like you said yard clippings leaves um dead organic matter not from people but from plants rather so that is interesting that that is one one mode of its use is it goes there yeah and again i think it's there's different classes of compost i don't think they could sell that to you and say like put it in your vegetable food garden. grade or whatever right to, to grow your garden like you said yeah exactly but my my grass is green. <laughs> That's so, good. It, so it, thanks, sure, it works everybody. Real well, <laughs> and it's kind of a it is kind of a weird thing to think about. But what else are you going to do with it? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and what it else works super gonna... well. So everything that doesn't end up as compost is it just taken to the dump at that point? Oh no, they take all of it. It's all turned into compost. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just they probably use that to make one type of compost, and then use yard clippings and everything to make another type. Gotcha. And also, I know that this is kind it's of a circle of life, Drew. <laughs> it's the circle of life. Pre and post consumption. That's right. And I know that this is kind of a a different time that we're in, of course, but. Generally speaking, people can go down and take a tour of their of your facility, right? That's right, and it's your right as a community member to you can just call the plant and say, "I want to come take a tour," and mm-hmm. we'll say, "Yeah, you can come on down and take a tour." So you heard it here, folks. Brian sends you a special invite to go take a tour with him of this facility. Uh, hopefully, soon we can all do that safely. Um, right. But uh, that may be on down the road yet. Wow. Well, I never would have. I never would have guessed some of these processes, and I, I want to go check it out um, in person at some point. But uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 like I said. It it doesn't basically when it where it comes in at the headworks. Mm-hmm. It smells. 
I've been in way worse smelling outhouses for sure. Mm. Um, but after that, it, the anoxic zone has kind of a funk to it, but it's not, it's not, it wouldn't make you gag or anything. Mm-hmm. And it's not strong. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of unique. And then again, <laughs> the aeration basin. Earthy. Yeah. But once this, once that stuff goes down the clarifier and goes into those sludge holding tanks, it really doesn't smell that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of musty. Yeah. A little musty. Right. When you're running the the gravity belt thickener and everything's kind of aerosolized a little bit. Again, it doesn't smell like poop. It um, just smells, like I said, a bit musty. It's got its own unique thing going. Yeah. 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 And you know, what's crazy to me is that there's six of us that work there. Mm-hmm. And before me and another guy just got hired, there were four people down there. Managing everything. Managing everything. I mean, their problems do arise. Mm-hmm. And when they do, we got to fix them, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, some problems aren't as crucial as others. There are certain places in the plant um, that I maybe haven't have mentioned that you need to fix them because they're crucial. Every part's crucial. But sure. some are more time-sensitive than others. Sure. But, yeah, four people. I mean, in the, on the weekend, two people come in. Saturday and Sunday, but it's only for like two hours, mm-hmm. and there's just a little bit of there's a, just a few things that have to be done every day. Mm-hmm. But the plant kind of runs itself. I mean, it runs itself because we've set it up to be able to do that. But if no one showed up for three days, everything would probably be fine when we came back. Right. Yeah. But of course, you guys got to be there to monitor everything, make sure everything's not breaking down or exactly jammed up or yeah. Because every knows. once in a while, a, a fuse will go out on one of the pump uh, control switches, and just things pop up. Mm-hmm. Basically, every day something will pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's days that go by where everything's fine, but yeah, it doesn't take it doesn't it doesn't take a huge crew, and a lot of that's because it is small. I know seven hundred and eighty thousand gallons sounds like a lot. And it is, but I mean, it's it's a pretty small plant right. in in comparison in to the scope of things. If you're talking about, you know, like a major city, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Lewiston they have night shifts. I mean, uh, our schedule for everybody is six thirty to two or six to two thirty every day, mm. mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, and we get to go home. Um, but I think in Lewiston, they have night shift people and and mm. stuff like that. It's bigger. They have more to process, more equipment, and everything like that. But mm-hmm. it's really neat. I like uh, I like the people I work with. I'm learning a ton every day. There's always more to learn. Um, what happens in the anoxic zone and the aeration basin, and how much air it's getting, and and all the parameters that go along with it. I mean, you could work there for years and and still learn new things. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. And that's been really fun for me to get that opportunity to learn just exactly what goes on in digesting the organic yeah. matter yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah that's cool man mm-hmm. well um you know i'm sure we could probably do a follow-up episode a follow-up episode on this at some point in the future too and discuss kind of some more areas of the plant but thanks for coming in and talking about uh this on our own show here it was exciting to to learn about all this stuff Heck yeah, and I hope that was a pretty good idea of, uh, gives you a pretty good idea of what happens when you, when you flush the toilet, Mm -hmm. and, you know, again, flushable wipes are not flushable, (laughs) 
throw your condoms and tampons in the garbage can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've had people come in from other plants and doing tours and stuff, and they're always amazed at how clean clean our stuff is. That's good, and it just makes us feel good and. Sure. Like I said, we're well below all our permit levels, and mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a great place to work and get experience, and I don't have to get my hands too dirty too often. Right. Um, but it does happen. I had to clean those screw presses uh, like two weeks ago, mm. and that was not fun. Suit up. <laughs> yeah, I did. I <laughs> put my coveralls on and got to work. Oh, yeah. boy. Well, uh, I suppose this is going to be our last episode before. For after before Thanksgiving, right? Before Thanksgiving, yeah. that's right. So, Drew, what are you uh, thankful for this Thanksgiving? You know, a lot of stuff actually. Um, I'm thankful to be healthy. Thankful my 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 family's healthy and and my friends. Thankful for my job and uh, that I got a roof over my head, especially when so many people don't right now. Um, thankful for those people that are still uh, hopeful for the future and not not concerned with uh, conspiracy theories and thinking that the world is falling on its ear because it's not, you know, we're all going to be here tomorrow. We're all going to work through this together. And by this, I mean so many things, but you guys all know what I mean. And uh, thankful for our listeners. Yes. I am hundred percent thankful for each and every one of our listeners. I'm thankful for our Patreon subscribers. This is something cool. We're going to have to renew our podcast membership on uh, Podbean. That's who we go through. Um, And this year, I'm happy to say the Patreon subscribers will have paid for that subscription. Nice. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool that next year it it won't cost us anything to put this podcast on the airwaves must be doing something right i know so we're uh, we're breaking even on that front which is super cool so thanks everybody i'm super uh, thankful for my family i think it's cool that i have a family caitlin is expecting a little girl in january and we Woo-hoo. are very excited and um yeah i'm thankful i have that job and mm-hmm. uh everything that comes with it um yeah if they have everybody out there i want you to have a nice thanksgiving uh it'll be smaller than in years previous it's different but mm-hmm. like drew said you know we're all gonna make it through this <clears throat> we're, we're some people are having a real hard time at it but i mean it's gonna get better it's got to get better it's it's got to get better 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. so um hang in there and have a happy and healthy and fun thanksgiving and uh we'll come at you very soon thanks again everybody Bye, everyone.